Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. That's the way high performers and top successful people think. They don't go through the trial and error process up here. That's the slow boat. You talk to people that know. Go to the other people that are succeeding at a high level. Find out how they're doing it. I want to talk about agent mindset here a little bit, right? Because motivation is the key for you guys in your offices, with your teams, within your own souls. That's a real important thing for us to control. It is not something you need to let run wild. I say it all the time. You've probably heard me. This is crazy town up here and you are the mayor of it. So be very careful listening to your own mayor of your own crazy town. If you do have some sort of problem, and I have to do this to myself all the time, so I am not above this in any way, shape, or form. When I get in a bad place and I get stuck, which I do all the time, I was there Sunday, I was there last week, and I have to remind myself of if I have a process of how I solve things, right? And I have to kind of think of it, and I'm going to share that with you right now because right now the current, you know, the process is I can't get my offers accepted. There's not enough inventory, you know what I mean? And we need to refocus that into how do I get more buyers? How do I get more sellers? How do we get more sellers? You know what to do. We lead generate in all the different ways we gener- try to generate leads. We just keep doing that. How do I get more, bu- you know, getting more buyers is tougher. I have to like focus on that. Like I have to like tell myself I need to pipeline more buyers, right? Because if I have five buyers, the likelihood I'm gonna put one of those under contract, it's gonna be slim and none. But if I have 25 buyers, I might be putting something under a contract every single week, right? Because it's a numbers game. We're gonna miss on a lot of these because it's competitive. There's multiple offers. And just the way it is, guys, it's not like you can do much to change it. You can't make more listings happen other than for yourself. Right. So how do I get to that mindset? It's hard to get to that mindset rather than just concern myself with things I can't control. Things I can't control, making more inventory happen, making the rates go down, making my buyers finally get courage. You know what I mean? There's only so much I can do there other than my normal systems for staying in touch, following up, sending them listing e-alerts, getting their mental prep, getting them mentally prepared in a buyer consultation or a new buyer consultation this year to re-energize them and re-motivate them and set proper expectations. Those things we all know to do. So other than that, I can't control it. I've got to get my own mindset in a solution-oriented place. So I want to show you a tool that I am going to give to all of you that you can all use that I think you will really, really like. And I call it the solution triangle. If that's not ominous, the solution triangle. You're gonna love this. Okay, check this thing out. I use this all the time. It's actually in my head, um, but so I don't pull this out. I'm not that lame anymore, but I really think you should. Um, People will print this and put this up until you kind of get it in your head, okay? But basically I'll explain the triangle, then I'll explain you how to work it, okay? The top part, the yellow part, that's where we ultimately want to get to. That's the who, okay? Then the what, 
is the what do I do? That's the red part. We're probably gonna move through that to get to the who. The how is how do I do it? And the why is why should I even do it at all? Okay? So if I've got something that I need to solve, right? Right now, let's say it's I need more business. Things are slow. There's no inventory. Wow, 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 wow. Making excuses, you know? I'm gonna go right to how do I get more property? And, and if we stay there for long, you know, we might think of things like, well, how do I get business? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna call all my existing buyers and 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 try to write offers for them and try to re-engage them. Or, you know, then they start doing, you know, if we stay in how too long, if we stay in this place in the middle too long, we keep trying to figure out how, we might start doing stupid stuff. Like I'm gonna start calling, you know, I'm gonna start calling other agents and see if they have any upcoming listings. I'm gonna do everything I can to get my clients a listing. You know, that's pretty crazy, guys. Um, you know what I mean? Like you start, you know, at some point, you know, the listings are the listings are they what they are. If we get into a scenario where we are always trying to stay in how in the middle, and we're just trying to figure out through crazy town where we're the mayor of it. Guys, we either go there and the answer's there pretty quickly or it's not. That's the deal. So the first thing we do, we don't get stuck in our brain for a long time because if we stay in our brain trying to remember what we should do or try to creatively think it up, you've got the power of one and it's a frustrated one that has other things to do. If we stay there for too long, we're going to fall down into why should I even do it? Woe is me, negative attitude, this market sucks, maybe I need to get a full-time job, maybe I need to quit, maybe I need to switch gears, you know, maybe I'll, you know, just do something totally like useless. I'll, I'll go to a different real estate team, I'll go to a different real estate office, I'll, I'll uh, go to a different industry, I'll completely, you know, I'll change every, something that doesn't even do anything for you because you've given up, you quit. You didn't stay in your brain. Your brain should tell you to move up the triangle. That's how you get to a solution, is you move up the triangle. You quickly say, and you know, what do I do? How can I figure out the how? So you move up into what? What do I do? Do I know what to do? Not, then I find out who does. I quickly leverage my relationships. Who knows? Does Brian know? Does my team leader know? Does my broker manager know? Does the uh, does my mentor know? Does that top producing agent in my office that seems to be succeeding all the time? I bet you they know. Who knows? We quickly try to find a who. If we get stuck in how too long, we will we will fall down to why and start questioning why we're even trying at all. And that's how you get into quitting. It's where most people go. They come in at how and they fall down to why. And they quit. They go to inaction. What we need to do is go up to how and work our way up into who as quickly as possible. If we get to who, we're gonna find models and systems that, that, that people, make sure you go to the right who. Find the right who. Find people that are successful, that, that, that have bad time, a, a coach, um, a productivity coach like Jody Jolly, um, a, a team leader, a mentor, a top producing agent, you know, someone that has the, that, that has the knowledge and the skill set or the performance track record that's a reliable source. Get to a good who and copy what's working for them. If not, you will tell yourself you can't do it. 
and you'll stay here and you'll make excuses why you can't do what those successful who's are doing. Well, that's different because they get all their business from this person or they get it all from that or they've got money to spend and I don't. You just stay down here and you just get defeated. You gotta get up and find out what they're doing. Keep asking questions, keep learning, figure out how they're occupying their time and what they're doing with their activities and start emulating the ones you can emulate. And if you don't find it, you keep looking for more who's until you find ones you can emulate. You keep talking to people until you get into a solution. You don't sit and worry about your problems. I do the same thing, guys. I'll sit and worry about my problems and my issues. With me, it's always time. I'm always getting pulled. I'm saying yes to too many people. It's been my problem my whole career. It's a good problem. I get too many people ask me to do stuff. I say yes too much and I never have enough free time. So how do I solve that problem? It's usually hiring or leveraging or, or time blocking or saying no more or something like that. But I usually don't know that answer until I find a who. Who do I talk to? Who are the people I trust? Who can I get to? So when I break down and I'm in a real bad spot, I've, I go through that triangle and I get to a who and I start remembering, I tried it. I just kind of, who, who can I go to that's going to help me with this? Who's my best resource here? I might even need to talk to some people about finding a best resource. Maybe I don't have it. So who would be the best people to find me my who? That's the way high performers and top successful people think. They don't go through the trial and error process up here. That's the slow boat. That's the slow way to do it. You talk to people that know. Make sense? That's the key. So that is very crucial you remember that, especially when things struggle, right? I mean, it's a great leadership tool as well, because like if you're leading other people, like your office, your team, your agents, anybody, your family, you ever have kids and like kids like don't ask you and you're always like, man, I wish you had asked me that. Why didn't you speak up? Why didn't you ask your teacher that? Why didn't you ask me that? Man, show them a solution triangle. Tell them to find a who. You can solve your own problems if you find a who. Do you realize this is why I like the millennials so much? When I say the millennials, I mean the millennial millennials. You know, the millennials are anybody under the age of 40 right now. That's where we're at with millennials. So if you're under 40, you're a freaking millennial. People don't know that. However, I'm talking like traditional millennials, which is perpetually people under the age of 30. <laughs> We've just been calling people millennials for a while. You know why I like them? I mean, there's things I don't like about hiring and working with millennials. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to do that. What I am going to tell you is what I like about them. What I like about them is this. They are really good at the solution triangle. You know who their who is? YouTube. Their who is YouTube. If they have a problem, they never bother me. They go to YouTube and they show me how to do it. And they're like, why don't you go to YouTube? Why are you asking me? All your answers are on YouTube. It's true. You can find out how to do anything by asking the question on YouTube. It'll solve all your life's problems. Now, I mean, you might want to watch a few videos because the first one you hit is not the best one always, but it's there. If you need to figure out anything, there's a YouTube video about it. I mean, I can freaking change my oil, replace my engine, you name it. YouTube is going to get done for me. So it's shocking how much direction you can get out of that stuck mindset and avoid failing into why and get up into action if you get out of how how i don't know let's go to what youtube's my what it's not my who a who might be the person that guides me but youtube's a pretty good what it's at least moving into solution oriented activity 
I might want to hone that in with a good who to model after. A good relationship with someone that knows how to do and solve the problem you've got going is a long lasting relationship that can continue to help you work through that very same problem throughout time. Like if someone tells you how to start converting online leads, you're generating business on Facebook or something, or work with an administrative assistant or something like that, it's kind of good to have a long-term relationship because you might bump into other problems down the road with that solution, if that makes sense. Now, one thing I want to put a little twist on this is this does apply to DISC behavioral assessment, okay? It's one of the reasons I like the DISC behavioral assessment is because we can actually spot other people's profiles very, very quickly, and we can actually interact with them without having to DISC, like you can't DISC your, I mean, you can't like, you know, give a Myers-Briggs test to every listing client you have. It just would be weird, number one, it'd be pricey, it'd be expensive, you know, you know, or you can't deal with a new inbound lead and say, hey, before we speak at all, could you take a behavioral assessment when you haven't even established them as a client yet? Um, that would be awkward. You'd lose a lot of leads that way. The thing I like about the DISC is you don't need to do that. If you get good at learning the DISC, you can actually listen to how clients talk or leads talk and quickly ascertain what behavioral profile they are. Okay, and we'll talk more about that. This is, this is highly interesting stuff. Or if you see one, if you see how they dress and how they interact, or you follow them on Facebook, or you know, the more you know this behavior, the more you can interpret their behavioral profile. The more you can interpret their behavioral profile, the more you can mirror and match them. You can relate to them. You can add value to them. You can just be a better, provide better customer service to them. There's just a lot more ways you can convert that lead and generate business in a relationship with them or through a relationship with them uh, if you do that. So I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this, but what I am gonna do is quickly explain the profiles to you for those of you who don't know really fast. And then I'm gonna show you how the solution, you know, uh, the solution triangle kind of works with it. But the D behavior typically asks what on the solution triangle. That D behavior is that direct, dominant, blunt, aggressive profile. A D all by itself is a very fast talker um, they move quick with everything. They're pretty irrational. Um, they can be, they can get to anger and frustration very, very quickly. They, they're very confident. They'll just do it. They're terrible learners because they don't want to take time to learn. They just want to get out and do, right? The eye behavior is also very fast moving. They also talk very fast, except they're a little bit more emotional and they're more people oriented, right? They do like people. They can talk a lot more. So they do take a little bit more time. Um, but they do talk very, very quickly. The difference in spotting them is that I, you know, has a lot of emotion. So they actually, rather than talk in a very monotone voice that gets right to the point, they're going to have big, big tonality changes and voice fluctuations up and down. You can actually hear the emotion. They get excited. They get down. They get happy. They get sad. All of that in their voice. It's all over the place. They talk very, very quickly. They love to be the center of attention. They're pretty flamboyant. Lots of videos of themselves on social media. They're very outgoing. That's your eye. That's your traditional agent. That's an agent profile right there because they generate lots of relationships because of that natural behavior. The S, the S is also a people person like the I. They're just a little bit more reserved, a little bit more shy. They do not like change. They speak a lot more slowly. They have little pauses in between their vo of their, their communication. Um, they hide their emotion. So their, their voice turns into a little bit more of a filtered monotone. They're very professional. They always behave the way they should be behaving at all times. They, um, they're hard to spot because they always behave the way they should behave. Um, they're, they're, they're James Dean. 
They're very cool, collected. Um, they hide their, you know, they, they, they speak last. They're, they're Hollywood's hero. So they're a little slower. That's the majority of the population because Hollywood paints that out as the S. The C, um, they speak even more slowly, much more monotone voice, very data oriented. These are your engineers of the world. They are the hardest for the realtor to usually relate to because agents are very people oriented. They are very email oriented. They don't want to talk to you on the phone. They want long emails. They want to move slowly. They do not like to be criticized. They like to have control over all the information. They analyze too much data sometimes. So much so they become polarized and they can never make changes because they're weighing all data equally. They don't know how to just focus on the chief data to make decisions. They have a hard time with details. So things usually happen to them. They don't do a lot of change. They are very fear and risk avoidant. Very fear and risk avoidant, okay? So that's who you are. So let me tell you how that, if that helps you, this is where you typically come in and start on the solution triangle, okay? So on the solution, and there's so many ways to use the disc and, and I will cover them all with you. I promise you. In fact, we're gonna do a lot of that in the coming weeks. But here I wanna show you on the solution triangle, CB or the C profile typically comes in at how. They start at how, right? They wanna know how do I get it done? How do I figure it out myself? So they typically go to what do I do? They move up into that pretty quickly because they get on YouTube, they'll search it out themselves. They have a very hard time breaking through though to I because they don't trust other people. They trust data, not people. People are too emotional and they have bad opinions and they, they make bad decisions. They do it all themselves. So they stay in I, they stay in C for the longest time possible. They, they do often fall out and go to S because there's a lot of CSs out there and they'll actually go into S and quit. They do that the most of the time, but they stay in C a long time before they do it. S's often come in at the either how or the why place, and they tend to gravitate down here. That's why S's have a hard, the hardest time getting into action. And actually they, they have the best intentions and they can get motivated. They do a great job when they go to a conference or something, they get very excited. Problem is they get very excited. They don't go anywhere with it because they get stuck in this fear base. How do I do it? Why should I even do it? And they start gravitating more down to why and they ultimately quit. That's why you've got to force yourself to get up into what and who. An S and C can totally do this. This is just what happens naturally. So you've got to take control of crazy town, take control of your own interior mayor and push yourself up into what and who very, very quickly. You've got to force it, okay? The D profile, you're great. You often come in at C or D. And you're like, I'm just going to do it. I got it. I know it. I'm a D. I get this. I'm a lion. I'm going to go do it. So you're a bull in a china shop. Problem is you need to go to I and ask somebody else first because your idea may not be the best idea. If you were to talk to a few people, you might save yourself some time and trial and error issues and find a good successful model that works rather than the one you just thought up in your brain. So D's are great. They do get into action. Don't get me wrong. It's not, but unfortunately it's often their action. They don't actually follow a model that works by someone who's already doing it at a high level. They know best, right? Eyes, it's your moment, man. It's your moment. Do what you do best. Your strength is defined to who? So just remember to do it. Your strength is reaching out to people and asking them, how do I do it best? So do that. 
do that. Find out how to do it best. Does that make sense? So reach out to the successful people. Establish relationships. Watch your ego. Put it in check. Go to the other people that are succeeding at a high level. Find out how they're doing it. Top agents love to collaborate with other top agents. They like to help people. Most of them do. They're busy. So you got to kind of respect the time. You got to give them the opportunity of when. Don't just call them and say, I could use your help. Don't just bop into their office. That's not, that's not courteous. Shoot them a text and say, hey, when would be a good time for you? Could you help me? And let them choose when. That's how you get help from anyone. Let the other person choose when. Do not just call them or interrupt them. Don't do that. It's not cool. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.